The information on this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All information contained on or related to this podcast is for general information purposes only. to have Mike Spire here today. Yeah, um, he's gonna be talking about the Yeard Project and Nuck Fest and the Man Up Challenge, Challenge and amazing products. And if what you're doing with your beard is raising money for IBD, this is the place to be. Hi everybody, I'm Lisa. And I'm Chantel, and this is Guts and Glory. We're talking to the Yeard Project, guys. Minus one. Yes. So we've got Mike here from the Yeard Project. For those of you who don't know about the Yeard Project, we're going to blow your mind by the end of this episode so about the Yeard Project. Fans of keeping their mind intact should turn off their <laughs> podcast right now. Yeah. Um, so you know what? Mike, tell us, what is the Yeard Project? The Yeard Project. So uh, it's like sounds like beard, but uh, with a Y. Um, <laughs> We're a not-for-profit uh, corporation uh, registered in Canada. We fundraise for uh, Crohn's and colitis. Um, we raise a we, ha- we raise awareness with uh, beards, and Sweet. we raise funds through hosting events, through um, through sales of beard products, beard care products, supporter gear, and uh, and we. Uh, do that in support of the Camp Got to Go program uh, put on by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of Canada. We also um, have it within our mandate and having a few time, a few opportunities supported uh, individuals with Crohn's with Crohn's disease or with colitis that are uh, experiencing a uh, difficult time. And so that was uh, like a sponsorship, really, on, helping on, them very pay much for like medication. A and, yeah. And so we know, treatment. considering this is you know podcast, you can't see Mike. We're gonna post a picture of yeah. Mike on our, our on our Facebook page. That's for not sure. gonna be pretty. We just need, to, you know, for those of you who don't realize, beautiful face farm you're raising there. Yeah, because I'm just we're gonna ask, like, of course, why beards? You know, um, I would think one of the reasons is sitting here with Mike. It's because he can grow an epic beard. Yeah, he really can. Which is probably the kudos on why. your beard work. You know what? And when I got started, even though your brother Marty's not here, his beard is also quite epic. <laughs> well, Marty's beard makes my beard, you know, look tiny. It's the uh, baby beard. Yeah. His, so why beard? Uh, beard? Is it only because you can grow an amazing one? I had no idea I could grow a beard, really. I um, <laughs> I spent 16 years in the Canadian Armed Forces Reserve. Um, oh, so you I couldn't was, have a beard. I couldn't. I mean, what, from the time that I turned, when I turned, you know, 18 and uh, got started in the in the infantry, you know, there was no beard. I couldn't grow a beard. You know, I went away to course, <laughs> and they were like, face, hey, Mike, you know, you, you, you got to shave every day. And I'm like, I've never shaved before in my life. So no they, need to? No need, no to, need to, right? It, just, it was just one of those young guys. And, uh, you know, when we when time came and, you know, I got older and we started growing beards, it came in gray. I kind of missed that whole opportunity to have a nice dark beard. But um, <laughs> I, I had no idea whether I could grow one or whether I couldn't. And but, your beard answered the call. Just like you answered the call for your country, your beard answered the call for the Yard Project. It showed so up. So did Marty, did your brother sport beards? 
No. Oh, so he was same same. He was in the same place. Like, we were both. Marty, my brother spent. I think he was in uh, in uh, military for twelve years as well. Uh, oh, so he's been had a to, very similar. He's path. been to former Yugoslavia. He's been through Afghanistan. So um, yeah, I mean, it goes it, it goes way back. I was released uh, in two thousand and seven uh, from the Canadian Armed Forces because of uh, my history of Crohn's. Mm-hmm. Um, that came up during a, a, med- a pre-medical before going to uh, Afghanistan, so. Mm. Wow, so can we just talk for a second about your diagnosis, if yes. you're comfortable yeah, with absolutely. that? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So how long have you had the, the Crohn's. Crohn's diagnosis? I was diagnosed 20 years ago, uh, wow. when I was 23. I probably had, uh, had been dealing with it a little bit longer, mm-hmm. uh, but I got to a point where uh, you know that you run through all the lists of your symptoms with uh, with Crohn's disease that people are familiar with. You know the the uh, you know the bathroom the the bathroom things. You know I, I've always been someone who's gone for a long, gone a lot or had loose stools and uh, so you didn't even think as it a, was abnormal really. So no, it wasn't really any. It wasn't anything. You know, attributed to maybe eating some spicy food or whatever. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> did you have, did you, looking back on it, did you have trigger foods? Did you have things where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to feel lousy after this? You know what? Even now, I don't, and that's a, that's a whole another side topic, but I, I mean, I don't really feel that I have trigger foods. When I'm not flaring, I can eat pretty much anything that I want, Hallelujah and I will. That. That's and like then, me. And then yeah. uh, when I do flare... You know, it's like there's a progressive list of what I can eat mm-hmm. and when I and, and how I, how bad my Crohn's is what or how bad my flare-up is determines what I can eat. And so, I mean, look at me. When I uh, when I can eat, I eat. You know, and because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, there's there, there, sometimes there's sometimes there's weeks, months that I can't. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel so, that way too. So you have uh, there's a real joy in food for me. Because yeah. when you can eat it, yeah. Because Absolutely. I, well, it's I mean, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm. I'm pretty. I've been in remission for quite a long time, um, and I, I just I hear people dieting, and, and now if I diet, I I do it with a specific purpose to like maybe lose three pounds or yeah. you know, Same and, as I, and most I, people, yeah, right? yeah. But I never restrict myself from having anything that when I when I'm flaring that doctor would say don't have but that. on the same and the same thing if I go and I'm and everything seems to be fine and then I go and I have that salad and yeah. I'm, and I'm experiencing some pain afterwards or you know it's not getting processed as it's going through the through the system I'd be like hey heads up you as know, soon as he, something yeah. something's I something we're getting started salad. here that lettuce yeah. Well, it doesn't, it, it doesn't break, break down. down. No. So it doesn't break down. No. So, Mike, you said you were 23, but you think it was a few years yeah. that you might have had it. Yeah. Did you did you keep it a secret? Was it a few years of you going to the doctor and not diagnosis, or was it a few years of you just managing yourself? You know what? I was in, uh, I when I was diagnosed, I was in uh, at Petawawa at the base there. I was working... I was working up there, and uh, you know, we'd get up in the morning and we'd go for our for our ten or thirteen kilometer, uh, you know, runs, runs in the yeah. morning, and <laughs> you talk thirteen kilometer runs. <laughs> so, the, um, but it was getting. It, I was having issues to the point where, you know, I couldn't complete them, and it wasn't didn't have anything to do with my with my physical condition, uh, but they're just 
weren't enough outhouses to to go out and and do Along it. The way. And then I started I started cramping up and I couldn't get out of bed in the morning and my my joints were so sore. Classic and I, you know, I wound Classic. up I had uh, I I think I had 17 uh, ulcers cankers in my, in my mouth yeah like everything i'm 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 drinking a bottle of ambicillin here here i am an infant here and i'm and i'm crippled by all this stuff i think i'm a hypochondriac like yeah. i don't know what and it this is this is before your diagnosis this is before my diagnosis and um, you know I, you, I went to the mir there and they're like oh okay well you got diarrhea you know try a little bit of this emodium or you know <laughs> yeah that's gonna fix it you've got uh you, here try some try some sepacol you know these were the standard things and uh eventually it got so bad and my abdominal pains were so debilitating, debilitating um that they wound up sending me um back to my unit and had me assigned to go see a specialist and um and weight? yeah i mean but that wasn't a huge thing for me back then a, because i was i was very i was fit and i was staying very active you know right. I, I mean I've, um but it probably would have been harder to notice on someone who was so active if you do start losing weight at that point because you're so active your muscles and it's harder to picture it's yeah. harder to pick out pinpoint yeah you know, but I mean to put it into perspective, um, when I was in my when I'm in my best shape, I'm around 190, 195 pounds and yeah. very muscular. You know, at this point, you know, I'm I was got down around I think 165 Whoa, or so. That's a big difference. So the, 165, 160. You know, and, and there was points where it got a little bit lower than that. But the, I'm a fairly you know thick guy the um my you know shoulders and that if broad stocky. it's not uh, it's my mom's i think if stocky. i think if you stripped all the bone and or all the skin off me and all the fat and muscle i'd probably still weigh 130 pounds you know <laughs> the uh, so at 100 at, when i get down to those weights i was pretty gaunt uh now that being said i was running th you know 10 yeah. to 13 kilometers a day uh you know i'm going it's uh you know, I'm focused on fitness. So for me to be losing weight and losing it rapidly there, I attribute it to the, the lifestyle that, yeah, I was, just being super that I was involved in. Because I was, you know, went from being a part-time reservist to, you know, working full-time with the military. And so I didn't, um, I, I, you know, I didn't really recognize it. So but the doctor did. Once I started running through the list of symptoms... And right it, away, he was like, he, he was like, okay, I, you know, we'll do run some tests to confirm it, but... You, so did they diagnose you there, got like, everything. on the base? Yeah. Like, the specialist there diagnosed no, you? No, no, oh, they didn't. Okay. They, I was, I was sent uh, back to my home unit um, in Peterborough, and, and we went through the, uh, through the doctor down there. And that's when you got your diagnosis. Yeah. Now, I just want to understand, so you were uh, at Petawawa, you were about to be deployed... Was that the, the no? These goal? are two different. These are two different uh, things. It was up there for uh, for four months of a, of training. Okay. Yeah. And w was that the ultimate? Was that where you were going? Did you feel like you know you, you were going to see active service or? I mean, uh, the the if you're talking about uh, a tour at that point or uh, or going overseas, not not really at that time. Um, so we the the, the stress of that wouldn't have been on your mind or. No, no, stress not very, so much like, at that Stress point. is a trigger for me. Yeah, oh, stress is a huge trigger it's, it's for me. It's not really food, it's stress. So, you know, do you think there was a stress? There was definitely a lot of pressures going on there at that point. I mean, you know, 
competing for different well, physical positions. Stress as well. Work, like you know, working really hard in, when you're in the field. You know, uh, even even uh, in simulated conditions, there 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 yeah. is there there is stress there. Um, it's I I, I love my my employment with the military as long as I was in it. I miss it every day. Um, but yes, yeah, certainly, mm-hmm. certainly the, the stresses within it, um, so had it triggered me on, on a number of occasions. Yeah, yeah. Once you were diagnosed, did you start medical treatment right away? Have you had to have any surgeries? What did you do? You have history of Crohn's? My wife family? has got a list. I think our last <laughs> count was uh, thirty was thirty one <laughs> surgeries or procedures in the last twenty oh years. Gosh. Do you have an ostomy bag? I don't. Uh, have you had like a bowel resection? I've had resections. Yeah, I've got I've got a nice collection of scars and and such. I have uh, I suffer from severe perianal disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a number that? of disease, a uh, number mind? of parts. Yeah, no, I don't. Because it's I, it's it's I don't a, want to it's say a, common, but it's also not uncommon. Yeah, for us, for IBD right. people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's it's one that's that's tougher to talk about. Absolutely. You know, in a crowd, it, when you know, it's one thing to try to explain people that your, you know, your bowels are, you know, are inflamed, and so you can't eat this or bleeding and, and, and you know, pain. Uh, when it gets down into the, into that perianal area, it's a, can I say it's sensitive? Yes. You can, <laughs> yes. sensitive you is know, the great word you know. for it, actually. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it, you know, that to me has been a very, it's, it's a very extremely persistent part of the disease, which I. It doesn't go away, even when you're not flaring. Even when I'm not flaring. You know, I've had, it's reduced substantially, um, you know. I had a number of uh, a number of abscesses down there that have been mm-hmm. removed. I've got active fistulas in there. Mm-hmm. Um, when, so when I got started on immunosuppressives, I was on Humira for a while, and that helped me control my abdominal Crohn's. Like it was, it worked wonders. Um, but it didn't. But help with it, other it, parts. it didn't. It didn't. It didn't um, have the same sort of effect onto the uh, on the perianal area. At one point, um, it was. The uh, it looked like I was looking at a, a full diversion, um, mm. and a permanent one. And we we it took all the con- all the talking to my surgeon and to my and to my my gastro to say, all right, let's give him one more chance. And when, at that point, we went to the Remicade, and I got a lot of relief from that. Uh, you know, within a short period of time, and. Um, and that's got it more. That's got it a lot more manageable for sure. It's a, it's more active again now. But I mean, I got three years. I got two and a half, almost three years of, of, um, of having that without too much trouble at all. How long have you been on Remicade now? I think we're coming up to almost four years. Okay, all right. Gosh. Did you you did you start biologics? Like you said, you were in Humira before. Are biologics within the last like five to ten years? Yeah. So the first ten years, you were doing pills, I would assume, enemas, suppositories, oh. the five ASAs, the prednisones. Oh my God, the prednisone. Yeah, I mean, the the prednisone was was effective uh, in in making in you helping, feel better with your disease. In helping me um, feel better, you know, with the disease. And but, putting your weight back on, I would assume. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And putting and, everybody else's weight and, on. And turning me into a complete asshole. Can I say that? The, um, it yeah. does really. Uh, you know, with it the does. with the amount of, I, it's not something that I realized as much going on. And it's uh, my family and friends around me kind of, you know, they bore a big 
brunt of it. And when I look back now to the person that I was, you know, after being on heavy doses of prednisone for years, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's a completely different person that was walking around back then. I was on and off prednisone for six years, actually. So I've been diagnosed... I was diagnosed 10 years ago when I was yeah. 20, um, and I've been on and off prednisone for uh, six years of that. I've recently um, stopped because of other meds that are now currently working, thank goodness, knock on wood. Um, but no, I've been through the slew of drugs, the Humira, the Mesavand, the 5-ASA, all the different 5-ASAs, the Imuran, Methotrexate. I took Imuran for a long time. <laughs> yeah. All and prednisone. That stuff. And a court. Yeah, and a court. Uh, I've yet to... I have yet to start Remicade. I haven't been on Remicade yet. It's kind of waiting for the next real big flare. Um, but no, I def I hear you there. So you decided one day, I'm going to grow a beard, and I'm going to raise money for Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis? Did your brother come it up with this idea? It wasn't quite exactly that idea. You know what? <laughs> um, I decided I wanted to grow a beard. I mean, they were starting to come. I've always wanted to grow a beard, but being in the military couldn't. I guess it's like when you're not allowed to do something. Started. And <laughs> yeah. then you want to do it. Well, let yeah. me at it. That's yeah. it, right? So we... Um, so I called my brother. I said, all right, I'm going to grow my beard. And I'm going to want to do it for a year. What do you think? He's like, he's like. Oh, you started with the year right away? Like, I'm growing a beard and I'm doing it for a year? That, that was my plan. <laughs> and I, so I called my brother because Marty and I have been super close, like, our whole lives. There's three years apart of us, you know. Who's the older he, one? I'm older. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, I said, Marty, I'm going to grow my beard for a year. You, you, you should get on it. Let's do this. He's like, oh, I'd love to. I'm getting married next month. Oh, yeah, I know. It's a bad time. So he's like, I can't do that. It's like, he's like, but I'll tell you what, I'll start when as soon as the as soon as we as soon as we do the wedding. He's like, um, and Marty says, uh, but I want to do it for. Are we going to do it for charity or something? I said, well, I never really thought of that. <laughs> he's so he. Uh, I said, what are you thinking? And um, and he says, you know what? With everything that um, that you've been going through, let's do it for uh, for Crohn's. And, uh, and it worked out great. The whole concept came around and how we were, it wasn't necessarily as a fundraiser, but it was something that I never talked about very much. Mm. I held a lot of it inside. You know, I was the kind of person that always got angry when somebody said, Hey, how, how are you feeling? Yeah. How are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, don't ask me how I'm feeling. I don't want to tell, talk about talk how about I'm feeling it. because it's not good. Yeah. I'm in yeah. chronic pain every day. I'm on the toilet every day. You know, you yeah. don't understand how I feel, and I can't make you understand it. And you're going you to tell me what to eat. And if I get good. into that, I don't want to get into that discussion. Yeah. So don't I'm ask. Fine. Don't ask. I don't want to talk about it. And how but, often do we say we're fine, we're good? Oh, yeah. You, I and think most people want to say, I'm fine. I don't want to get into talking about things that are not fine. Because you don't get Unless it. you have two hours to sit there and listen to me rage and cry and scream, don't ask me how I'm doing, you know? Right. And, um, and I think, and that was all very hard on my family. Yeah. Um, and it created some distances and, and, uh, and sociologically it was, it was just, it was tough in that because environment. Because I think they wanted to help and they wanted to know and you mm -hmm. were kind of closing them off a bit. Yeah. Well, people want to help, right? And when they can't, they feel helpless. So the idea of the beard was that I'm going to shave. I haven't had a beard my, ever. <laughs> People are going to ask me. Why do you have a beard? What's the deal with the beard? <laughs> when, when are you going to shave? You know, and so, and the thing was, is that anytime friends or family or anybody, a stranger asked me about the beard or looked at my beard, you know, uh, a little different, 
It was going to give me, me the yeah. opportunity to talk about sweet my disease. That's it a was. Sweet it was a segue to yeah, conversation sweet. about Crohn's and colitis. And yeah. then um, we wound up, you know, we kind of, we put that, you know, out there. that some people that we were doing that. We talked to them. My brother's uh, uh, brother-in-law uh, is... Uh, He's uh, a gastroenterologist or uh, a, a surgeon who specializes in um, IBD. In, in IBD, and uh, wow. and he was the one who asked my he asked my brother about three months in because we didn't get too much till we were about three months. You start getting this beard, and um, and he asked Marty and, Mar and Marty says, "Well, we're I'm, you know we're raising awareness for Crohn's and colitis." And he's like, "That's what wow, I do for that's a living." Awesome. This is, you know, this is kind of what I. This is a field that I'm in. Yeah. So he's uh, he says, okay, here's five hundred dollars. That's you. Now now you're stuck for the year because I've sponsored you. <laughs> yeah, now you definitely can't. You've been given permission to grow your beard. <laughs> now right? it's not just the yeah. like an agreement That's between a you and your path. brother. Now it's like all right. So we set up a little, you know, the, the we did the GoFundMe thing for a little for bit. We set up colitis, a, yeah. a little GoFundMe and you know we with and we just we called it the Year Project at at that time and. Um, and then we wound up, you know, uh, we had, we started getting people that were uh, supporting it. When we got... And just a timeline, how many years ago was this? Or this how long? was about two and a half years ago. So there's been an extreme blow up in the last two and a half years. This is the epic, gonna blow your mind. Right. So part. then, so then <laughs> we got, I guess it was around um, March or April. We were like, geez. We're getting all these people in, in, uh, in and on. Uh, we're trying to raise this money, and people seem interested. So we'd made up these. We went and did this little Teespring uh, thing where you design your T-shirt and it sells it online. And, oh yeah, okay. And there, so we we did this little campaign, and um, and we sold a, we sold a bunch a few T-shirts, and um, somebody saw the campa campaign online, and it was for Crohn's and colitis, and they said, Hey, we want you guys to come down to this beard competition. In oh, Pennsylvania. Oh my God, this stuff exists. I can't believe internationally. <laughs> I can't believe you don't know me from my various years as a beard uh, champion. We were like, beard competition? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, do our beards have to fight each other? Do they have fight other like, beards? Yeah, I, do I so, just stand there? Do you so want you a want profile? Me, you want me to drive? You want me to drive eight hours south to go to a beard pageant? <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyways, I, I, you know, we kind of laughed at it a little bit, and then he's then the but guy then says, went. "Well, listen," he says, uh, "It's sponsored by this beer this beer company, and we have two dollar pitchers of beer, and we've, got, <laughs> and we've got you know Mushroom Head, this metal band is performing, and I'm like, okay, Marty, yeah. get the keys. You know, I get the, Marty, we're going down to watch Mushroom Head and drink two dollar pitchers of beer. So you know, and walk that, around with our beard. Uh, yeah. So we we put on our we put on our little you know, ear project t shirts and we went down to Pennsylvania this day and we show up and there's like, there's got to be eight hundred people there for oh this my event. Wow. And uh, <laughs> and it was fun. I mean, there was there was no animosity anywhere. These guys were raising some money for uh, Children's Hospital uh -huh. down there. So was it just to kind of get the awareness out there of all these guys with beards for charities, or was there a charity component, a fundraising component to it? Or was there um, just it was put on by our, It was put on by a retail company. They okay. make some money. They also help support. Uh, you know, various little charities, but they're a, they're a for-profit sort of thing. But that company. must have helped your expansion. Well, yeah, because they wound up putting us in front of, like, uh, of this massive 
group of people. With beards. With beards. <laughs> to talk about why we were growing our beards. That's 800 people who just found out about Crohn's disease and also yeah. arthritis. Yep, exactly. And yeah, it, that's exactly what it was. And then we, uh, and then we, they, everybody wanted these t-shirts. Well, I wasn't going to do it through Teespring, so we wound up, you know, contacting a local uh, guy who was fairly local for us, had some t-shirts mailed up, uh, made up, and started sending them all over the place. And, is that um, the epic t-shirt you're wearing right now? No, no, this is... Or like, a version we're, of it. We're, we're, a, we're like a year and a half down the roads to these t-shirts. Well, this is one of the newer ones, but <laughs> yeah, the, uh, that was, those were one of the original ones. And, uh, and it just, it, it ballooned from there. I mean, we, uh, we wound up, uh, see, we are uh, in 2015, July 2015, we registered... As, as a, a charity. Uh, well, not as a charity. We're a not-for-profit corporation, okay. uh, and we fundraise for charities. For charity, mm -hmm. um, specifically those that have got to do with um, with Crohn's and colitis. You, to get a charity up off the ground and running a know, is a lot. Uh, it's uh, and it's you know takes you know I think it was like twelve to eighteen months. My mm -hmm. lawyer was talking about to mm -hmm. go through, jump through the hoops, and to get that. And then the other thing was that. Um, we you, then you're trying to decide: Do you get the money? Do you get the money? Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you get the money? Who do you split it? You know, yeah. we didn't necessarily want to do that. I went in for my Remicade infusion one day, and that was one of the things when we started getting some money. It's like, okay, well, let's. Uh, what's our goal for the year? We're like, okay, it's 2015. Let's make it 2015 dollars, dollar a day. If we can raise a dollar, <laughs> if we if we can raise 2015 uh, dollars for the year. And, you know, we're that, successful by growing beards, you know, we've done well. Yeah. And, uh, who's going to pay attention to that? <laughs> Apparently people, a were, lot of people, well, you a, got $500 of right were, off the, right. You so, were already 25% there. Yeah. <laughs> like, but we thought that, well, yeah, we thought that might've been, you know, 90% of the way we were going. So you get you, obviously donations in kind, like your, the, your brother's brother-in-law, um, how else do you raise money? So people, you now have a whole slew of things on your website, and the, and I'll let you talk about all the products that you guys have now, and T-shirts. Yeah. So people purchase these products, and then that money goes back to your organization, which you then donate forward. Um, so tell us about all of these products and wicked things for our fellow beardies. So we actually have three different revenue streams. And I guess that's where I was gonna, where I was trying to get through on the last one. The uh, we have our um, beard pro we have the beard products. We manufacture beard oils, beard balms, uh, mm -hmm. shampoos, conditioners. Uh, we have we have mustache combs and a brand new. I just saw. Uh, you know, a brand new beard comb that we sell. All these beard maintenance products and the proceeds from them, you know, do go back into the fundraiser for uh, for Crohn's and colitis. So that's one stream that we have. The other stream is. We are set up through the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of Canada where people can sign up as supporters or growers for the Yeard Project. Okay. So they can join us. Um, so they can, can start growing to, their beard for a year. Yeah, you go in, you commit to keeping a beard for the year. We're not saying you have to go without trimming it for a year, but you're gonna dedicate your beard for a year to uh, to raising awareness and some money for Crohn's and colitis. So you have, they can set up a page, get donations for it's people supporting them. It's all set up on there, very much like Movember. You go to theyearproject.org, right. right. you know, uh, create a profile, 
and that will take you to another section of the website. Now that section of the website um, is something that we set up through the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of Canada. So it's that money, the money that gets donated through your profile, if you have it set up as a as a grower page, you. it doesn't come to us. It goes to the organization. It goes straight to there, and, uh, and our agreement with them is that the monies that we raise go directly to Camp Got to Go, Sweet. which is youth camps for uh, kids with inflammatory bowel disease. I got um, the reason we decided there is because we started out with this, you know, two thousand and fifteen dollar goal, and we're like. How much of an impact are we going to make with two thousand dollars? You know, are we going to pay for one researcher for one day, or you know, we're not Half too, a day. not much, right? right? So, but then, and we wanted to to feel like we were making a difference. So I went in for my Remicade infusion. It comes back to that again, and there was a poster for Camp Got to Go. And was that uh, the first time you had heard about it? That was the first time that I'd heard about it. I'd I'd never heard of the of the camp. Didn't know that it existed. And so I looked at this poster and I got thinking about, um, you know, I was diagnosed at 23, so I was an adult. Yeah. I, my life was already kind of up and going. I was, you know. Uh, you're over I, that. I've kind of over that hump. Yeah. Now, now you know, you're, you're past that fantasy point of your life and now you're getting into, <laughs> and you're dealing with you. reality anyway. Yeah. And bills. Yeah, and bills. <laughs> and I'm not saying it was easy. It was, it's been extremely difficult for the last 20 years. But I got thinking, where would I have been if I had been diagnosed with this at 12, 13, 10, 15, 17 years old when you haven't figured your life out yet? You haven't. And your body now, hasn't figured of, out your body yet. You don't know what it is you want to do for a living. And you now you're wondering you whether yet. you're going to be able to, yeah. you know, whether you're going to be able to have a living, you know? Because you have a disease with no cure. Exactly. So that's where the, that's where you were like this is where we need to put our money. I, I didn't want to talk to people about my disease. That's as a very common. As an adult. Yeah, that's very you know, common. How, do, how, how, does a, how does a kid talk about it to, to their friends? You know, they're all worried about, you know, being cool and, you know, if they got the right shoes on and, um, <laughs> you know, everything else. And I now frame this selfie. You know, how, <laughs> how, how do I tell them I can't go play? I, you know, I don't want to go play soccer with them. Or I don't want to play for the hockey team because I got to, you know. Go to the go, bathroom all the time. Yeah, how do you get out of your hockey yeah. pants? You know, uh, you, so you just. Uh, I got thinking about all this and I, you know, I didn't know anybody that was in that situation, but obviously there was enough of them because there was a camp out there yeah. and I always thought of it as a grown up disease. And then I did some research and it's like Canada has, you know, highest rates. the highest rates of not only IBD, but the, and the fastest growing rate and of children. children. Uh, I mean, I think some of it has to do with our doctors, you know, being having a better mindset and being able to diagnose it sooner. Yeah, but definitely. Our that doesn't make it any easier no, for anybody. No. I was diagnosed when I was 11 and I, I was totally mum about it because I was so embarrassed and there just were no resources. So, I mean, even hearing about Camp Got to Go for me was just a huge revelation. I'm so glad and grateful that it's out there because, you know, you think about that's the potential. How many kids? Are, go through uh, a camp in a... They've got more than one camp. Now they have an Ontario camp. So the Ontario camp it runs anywhere between 30 and 60. They've had a camp, a global, I mean, a national camp that was out east. And that was, I think, almost 100. So one in the Maritimes, there's one in Alberta. And yeah. we funded the new one. 
in uh, Ontario. Just that Ontario. opportunity to make connections with other kids. That so with that first two thousand and fifteen dollars, right? So we're like, do you sponsor we'll be a kid? Able to, we'll be able to. We feel like okay, we got, we'll make two thousand. We're gonna raise two hundred, two thousand. We'll at least be able to send, you know, one or two kids to to this <laughs> camp for a week, and we'll be able to, uh, you know. How rewarding that must be. Yeah. And, and then, you know, at least we're seeing some results for what we're doing. We're making a difference yeah. as opposed to, you know, you know, throwing money in a hole. That's, you yeah. know, it's a bad expression. I know that it's getting work hard and it's going somewhere and every dollar counts. But you really um, see that fruits of your labor, though, when you send a kid, you have a this kid. We're going to put the money to this kid and we're going to let him go to this have kid an awesome and summer. have yeah. an awesome week with other kids who are sick like him yeah. or her. So how many kids have you? Do you know? Do you know? You know what? I don't, uh, we don't track that. We don't track the individual kids. Um, we're, like I say, we're a fundraiser. So we turn the money, the money and the money that goes in through the uh, yearproject.org, through those donation fundraiser pages. They go to the the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of Canada. They're the ones that have the experts that are able to determine who should who should be who's to go to camp and and who can't. And I I would never ever want to be the guy but saying they get so many applications. it's this person and or and it's yeah. not this person and um and uh, I don't I I'm not you know looking to organize all the events that are going on at the at their. Um, we just want to support it. Well, there's other illnesses and other diseases out there that are so, that are so popular and so hard to to fundraise for. You know, you yeah. look at uh, at all these huge, massive corporations, and you look at what uh, the charities are that they're supporting. And try, I try to find one that's picked Crohn's and colitis. And you know, a dis diseases that affect one in 150 Canadians. Yeah. And you can't. Yeah. I agree with you. And the great thing about Camp Cartago is that, uh, and the reason why it's an IBD-specific camp is because um, kids with IBD um, go uh, to this camp. And the reason why they're so comfortable at this camp is, number one, they're surrounded by other kids who have the same disease as they do. Number two, uh, there are nurses um, and specialists on site. And dietitians. <clears throat> and dietitians on site to help them with their disease that cook the food that they can eat for that week. Um, if they are due to have an infusion or and you know a drug top up during that week, they get it at the camp. Yeah. Um, so everyone at the camp is like you. So everyone, there's no restrictions. There's no restrictions. There's no reason there's you no can't fear. be a normal kid. You yeah. know, there's you can continue. You can be the normal kid as normal as you can be with IBD, and you're supported 100%. Hey, it's kind of funny. We, we, we went to the first day of the Ontario camp because we were one of the major sponsors for, A huge sponsor, for the uh, new camp. And the um, so we go in, we made like a little, we talked a little bit, and um, I was like, I struggled. Like I was like almost crying talking to these kids a little mm. bit because it just felt so close. I was very Absolutely. emotional. Anyway, so they, we got through that and we handed out some t-shirts that we had done up for them. And then we went off to an activity. The activity that they were going to get started on was this, um, was like a scavenger hunt. You know, so, which is pretty cool. Your typical yeah, camp type yeah, thing, right? Yeah, still love them. So yeah. they go down and they're outlining everything and they're going through the map of the camp, of the resort. And, you know, these are your boundaries and, you know, they've got the, the list, different lists of events. They finished it up. It was about half hour after breakfast because we met there down for breakfast. <laughs> and we finished up there and I'm like, oh my goodness, I got to go. 
So, so right. So <laughs> we go out, kids take off. I head back to the main building where I knew that the, the there was washroom, a washroom. there was a washroom, right? And of course I'm now in line behind 10 kids, <laughs> right? And they're all, they're all doing, they're all doing the dance. <laughs> so it was like, okay, all right. You know, you know, they're among their peers because everyone gets it and you know, okay. Who's next? You, know, and well, you can go to sports events and there's a line of a bathroom, but it, it's got to be so different when you know that every single person in this line has, has to go like do. Yeah, yeah, it's the same problem. Yeah. Also, I would like to specifically raise money for Camp Got to Go to build more bathrooms. Yeah, absolutely. We need yeah. to make sense of our porta potties. <laughs> we need a specific page where we're raising money just for facilities. So you've got this man up challenge as well. Can you tell us about this man we, up challenge? I, first of all, before you get into this, it, the, on the Yeard page, there is a hilarious video that you should check out if you want to see the, the man up challenge in, in action. action. Before, maybe before oh. you sign up for it. Yeah, just maybe. take a look and see what you're getting into. <laughs> Uh, when when we talk about the Yeard Project, a lot of people think initially of myself and of Marty, right? Because we were the co-founders. Uh, but there we have... You have a big following. We, we have thousands of, of supporters. and Globally, people that are, Yeah, noticed. Australia, yeah. the UK, all over the US. Um, so it's... Uh, we've got some now in other areas of Europe, like Germany and that, uh, where people are supporting, you know, and order products. Not all of these, not all the ideas, not all the pro, uh, everything comes from Marty and I anymore. I mean, we <laughs> couldn't do it without, you know, without all these people that are volunteering. And uh, one of the guys up in Penetang, his name's Mike Lee. He has this, he has this brainchild. He's like, okay, well, they had the, they had the, um, and they had the, um, the water bucket challenge for ALS. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Raise the all ice the money. bucket. Yeah. The ice bucket. That's what it is. And, you know, so they've tried all these different ones. He's like, I know what the next one is. He says, we're going to start it. And, uh, this could be, this could and be. And he comes in right with now. the man up, the man up, uh, for IBD challenge. And what it is is you have to wax a body part, you know. <laughs> or don or make a donation or make a donation and and, and wax, and, wax and, ch and challenge friends to do this and put it on up on uh, it's brilliant. up on YouTube. It's and the chest we see being waxed. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, that was Mike, and I mean yeah. he's he's a oh, hairy individual. One. Yeah, that okay. was. Oh yeah, when he oh, came up with this, I'm like, okay, but you got to go first. Of course, you're not gonna come up with <laughs> a So idea. yeah, he had uh, he had hash hashtag typ hashtag typ like the year project. That's what um, he had. He had it waxed right into his chest. Wow. And oh. and he's a hairy dude. So <laughs> yeah, I saw on the video. Yeah. 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 So he's, he's that's got, not even one wax. He's got a that's chest like farm. A, that's like a wax, 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 wax. Oh, like yeah, get yeah. every letter. If you, I mean, we all, everybody saw the 40 year old virgin, right? Yes. The, the, yeah. uh, where the chest gets waxed. I, I, would, I would put your friend Mike up there with Steve Carell in terms of hairiness. You know? <laughs> so that has got to be. That's got to be painful. So it's picking up it's the man up. Yes. Oh my God! We're just looking at it on the yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the computer now. So did you do the man up challenge? Yeah, I did my I, I did you, my so mustache. After you saw that, you did, you did your mustache. <laughs> yeah, my eyes wait, watered. Wait, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was not it was not a pleasant feeling. I, did you, you know, did you the, trim I, it down first before you pulled it? What's that? Yeah, or you I just, was, it was you had to trim down, down and bit, then yeah. you went one full pull. Yeah. Did, uh, just one strip. Yeah. It was not comfortable. The, um, <laughs> to say the least, I would feel. Part of the concept was was that you know it, yeah it's it's not it it's a bit of pain, 
but it's it's a couple second it's a couple seconds of pain and in, in a kind of a humorous way when it's done yeah. done that way and it's for uh, it was to raise cost. money for a disease for people that uh, have chronic pain every They're day. They're in pain all the time. And you know, ladies who are listening, I know like you wax your legs, you go for the bikini by solicities, but this is, I think it's a bit different when you have the hair follicles of a male that's been inside their body the entire time. Yeah, that's been There's no dead skin. There's no, you know, this is the kind of thing of the first time you waxed your legs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then multiply it, I would think, by a little bit. Well, I would think it's a more sensitive place too to have your lip or your chest. chest. Yeah, I can't even. So how can our listeners get involved with any of these initiatives? Of course, they can. Tell us about your website. Your website is? Website's theyeardproject.org. T-H-E-Y-E-A-R-D-P-R-O-J-E-C-T. Theyeardproject.org. And you can access from there... Everything just about everything about. that we've got going on. You can you can go into the shop category. You can buy uh, products. beard products. You can uh, go to create a profile if you want to grow a beard or you just want to raise help us raise money for Camp Got to Go. Then you can go in and uh, and create. You can you can go and create your own profile and do that and get friends and family to um, and coworkers to help to you. S- sponsor you mm-hmm. or to you know. Uh, for your year of growing a beard or uh, or if there's somebody there that you know or you see a beard on the site that you think is absolutely epic and um, make it make it make a donation (laughs) any donation over five dollars receives uh, you know a tax donation receipt from the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation it is their website even though it 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 looks like it's ours Um, and know that your money one is obviously going to help find a cure and help people live easier, but sending a, sending a kid to camp, supporting yeah. a camp, giving a kid with IBD a chance to be normal. Oh, it's real results. When I spent that day with the, with, yeah, at the camp, you know, the, probably the second hardest thing that, I, uh, that I've done dealing with uh, my inflammatory bowel disease is trying to raise money for inflammatory bowel disease. Yeah, uh, it's 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 been uh, it, it hasn't been easy, and uh, the the process of it we we try to keep it very lighthearted. And, um, but the uh, when we went, my brother and I went down and and spent that morning with the with the kids at the camp. We really felt rewarded for everything that's been accomplished. Um, that everybody that's been involved in the year project so far has accomplished. And I've met lots of kids who've been to camp and it has changed their life. And the connection that they made with other campers Ugh. who had IBD that they now continue. It's through such social a big media. Deal, really. Yeah, like it's, it's, I can't even imagine how amazing that would have been. Well, to suddenly get all these resources because you have friends that understand what you're going through yeah. and maybe they've made their own connections. It's just, the potential to share information and experiences with each other is, is huge. The Yard Project is fantastic for many reasons. One, you're growing beards. Number two, you're maintaining beards. You know, my partner Daryl, his beard, you know, maintaining the beard is important. I, I've discovered this. Then to help the kids with IBD, that is, like if I had to make a choice, that's the, I would have made the same choice. Mm. Like it's, it's incredible. Well, you know, you can you can grow your beard for March 25th. Yeah, so let's go back to this now. I can't grow a beard. Lisa can't grow a beard. You don't know that. That this well, right? I've never tried to. So maybe if I put my mind to it, it's not always something so, you have to try. Positive so. thinking. <laughs> positive thinking. So what do I do? 
Because I can't grow a beard. You know what? We got, for people that can grow a beard or that have a beard that want to get involved, uh, for people that can't grow a beard and want to get involved, uh, March 25th um, at Sticky Fingers Bar and Grill in Barrie. Nuckfest. We are hosting Nuckfest and uh, the Ontario Beard Championships. This is the second time we've done this event. The Ontario Beard and Mustache Championships. And we have categories. I mean, whenever I talk to somebody about it, they'll be like, oh, my beard's not big enough for those people to go in that. But um, we have categories for baby beards, like beards under, <laughs> beards under four inches, right? Uh, there's, you know, five to eight inches. We have partial beards for people that are, that you know, grow a beard with no mustache or So the, is or there criteria for goatees. this? Like, do you guys look at thickness, color? That's, I mean, it's all for the, for the judges, but yeah, they're going to look at how healthy the beard is, you know, this fullness of the beard, science. um, you know, styling, how does the style suit the person? Originality, Originality. artistic, We have a freestyle category that, uh, first prize was just announced there the other day. It's a, a $250 bronze, uh, peck. Like it's a, 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 a beard pick. A beard oh, comb. I, I noticed that you posted that. It was donated, right? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It's like the Rolex of, of beard combs. It's oh, it's phenomenal. Wow. Uh, that was donated by uh, Biss and Combs, uh, Ryan there. Now we have a category for, for fake beards. That's us. Okay. Merkins. We call it a whiskerina. Typically, okay. the whiskerina category is women. And what they do is they... Uh, it's it's arts and crafts, and it's it, typically they're very theme oriented beards. Or there's usually two different sections of them. There's a realistic whiskerina where you make a very real looking beard. So I can make this like as an arts and craft, and then stick it to my face. Yep. Or do Does I it make have it to stuck to my face? Like, do I? Do you I, need to wear it. You need to wear it. Okay, that's so. You can't I just make it, a beard and and like and put it out on a table and so say this I is my it beard. So if I had to take sunglasses, for example, and it, yeah. it comes, don't give all your secrets away, right. Chantel. I know these whiskerinas. You're gonna, gonna give come. tips, pro tips here that you don't want to give. What do? What can a whiskerina win? Uh, well, we're haven't announced the prizes for okay. that yet, but it will Doesn't definitely be. It's it's going to be something. That's so do I very, pay to uh, enroll in the? See, I just want challenge? you to notice right now what's happening is Chantel is incredibly competitive. <laughs> so what's happening right now is she is just looking for any insider tips here or any. <laughs> she is already seeing herself in the winner's circle. Hey, you so know I'm, what? Everybody that comes wins because we're go we're supporting the camp. Absolutely. Right. So Nuckfest so, goes to Camp Got to Go. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely. Brilliant. So, <laughs> so do we sign up? Uh, you can go on to like Eventsy or, or through our Facebook uh, through our Facebook group. Okay. There's a uh, if you search for Nuckfest uh, and the Ontario Beard Championships or Nuckfest Two, uh, that you're going to come up with that. If you go to the Yeard Project, um, the page there, uh, there's links to uh, to the event. Uh, you can show up at the door. Uh, admission is fifteen dollars. We've got. Uh, four bands, and we've got the competition going on. And there'll so be some products That's the there. whole Nuckfest idea. Everybody asks me, where does the name Nuckfest come from? And we had a lot of, we had a lot of support uh, from different people down in the United States, and uh, one gentleman from uh, Detroit, we, all, we kind of always joked around with him. We called him American. American. American, you know. <laughs> so uh, he would refer to us Canucks as the Nucks. And so when we, when we, the first time around, when we were, when we told him we were hosting a uh, beard competition in concert, 
And we had like we had five bands that were coming out, and he's like, "Oh, it's like Knuckfest. The Knucks are putting on a festival." Beautiful. So it became Knuckfest, <laughs> and do it love just it. stuck. Knucks are putting on a festival. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So instead of Knuckfest, it's Knuckfest because we called them Americans. So that the money that's being raised for Camp Gotch going and Crohn's and Colitis is coming from like the admission, the fifteen dollar admission, and those types of things. And yep. will you we'll have, be for sale there's there? There's a there's a silent auction going to be there. Oh, okay. We okay. have uh, there's admission, then there and there's uh, registration fees. It's not a lot of money. I mean, your no, admission no. is fifteen dollars, and you got four bands and the. Uh, and the event, uh, if you're competing, it's $15. And I mean, there's tons of prizes on and the line. And your products are going to be there. Yeah, for sale. The pro our products are going to be there. There's going to be um, other vendors and, and, a, and a silent auction Let's as well. Plug that date again March 25th, March 25th at Sticky Fingers Barry. Bar and Grill in Barrie. Excellent. Okay. Now, one last question before, uh, before we say goodbye. Um, obviously, you've come through, you know, a, a huge journey in these last. 20, 20 years, years since you received your diagnosis. So looking back on it now, do you have any advice for people who are newly diagnosed? Like any or not even wisdom newly. you can impart? Yeah, Maybe not even newly, listening. somebody who's dealing. Because you've come a long way in your own acceptance as well as you shared, you know? Well, and that's, you know, I guess my advice is, you know, or if I'm going to say anything, it's, it's not easy. You know, and it doesn't, it, it's, and I can't, you know, I can't paint you, uh, you know, put rose colored glasses on and tell you, hey, you know, this is, it's going to be cakewalk, do this and it's going to be, and it's going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies every day. I can say that it's a lot easier when you are more open about it. Um, it's been easier for me to manage the disease myself. Uh, you know, I guess coming out about it, you know, since I started growing the yeah. beard. Now that I've talked about it and it's out there, people are always asking me mm -hmm. about, you know, ab about their situation and, um, you know, questions about this and that. And, and all I can do is, is share my experience. But in doing that, I'm helping them and I'm helping myself. I was going to say, does, does has now that you've opened up, do you feel better can you cope a l even just a little bit easier? Like we said earlier on, stress is a big trigger. Yeah. And when you're able to talk about uh, talk about it and talk about it with others and feel helpful and like you're making a difference, you're you're reducing that level of stress on yourself. I think that's awesome advice to encourage people, and we've been saying it, Lisa, in so many episodes to encourage people to open up yeah. and to talk about it. Hiding a disease. Hiding your symptoms, hiding all of those, all the issues that, you know, your, your new priorities, your secret priorities. It's so difficult. I mean, it's, it's. Just creates know. more and it, yeah. it balloons it's on itself. Yeah, it's a bigger barrier that you have to get over. Yeah, and that's why, like, thank you very much for putting on a program and a podcast like this. Thanks for well, coming. Well, thank you for being a part of thank it. Thank you this for is... being here. I was so excited when you responded to us and said yes. I was like, yes. And, we, and it was no, no small thing to come all the way from Barrie to Toronto to no, do this. That's so a we journey. appreciate it. Especially After... for somebody with diabetes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was following my infusion this morning. You know, come yeah, down here. Yeah, you actually and, had said, you know, I might be a few minutes late. I'm having my Remicade infusion. I was like, hey man, if you're going anywhere, people are going to understand. It's us. Don't worry about we'll it. We'll be yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so to our listeners, you know, check out theyearedproject.org. We will put uh, the link, link on our Facebook page, Guts and Glory Facebook page. So 
have a look for them there. Yeah, find us on Facebook. It's really easy. Through Absolutely. We're constantly being updated through social media. There is, there's a public group in there. Uh, feel free to to post a beard or post any comments about uh, your your uh, dealings with IBD. Uh, there's a, a page where we keep people updated on everything that's going on. Instagram, you oh, know, yes. if uh, I've got them on Instagram. You know, tag us, tag us up, and uh, or follow us either on um, the um, at the Yeard Project or at Rock the Beard. Um, <laughs> both of those are, are are very active. And to our parent listeners, if you have a kid who had the privilege of going to Camp Got to Go, um, I you know. Sitting here with Mike and meeting him, he's a fantastic guy with a huge heart. And I'd really like you to send them a message on their Facebook page. Yeah. Just let them know about your kid's experience um, because they're doing such wonderful work. And w let's share that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One, one quick question. Is there anybody out there in the, uh, in the listening realm right now who has been nominated for the Man Up or, or Pay Up Challenge? That is, you're currently waiting to see what they wax? <laughs> or would you like to nominate a couple of people right now? Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, just to, to help you understand what's happening right now, Chantel's so, partner, uh, yeah, Daryl, is sitting right here with a Daryl's got a pretty good beard, eh? Fine. Yeah, Daryl has a beard growing, a beard. so in my I, house, I'm, we're I, very... I, And I'm seeing this little tuft of hair coming out the top of the shirt, too. <laughs> Oh, Daryl. So I might be posting my own video of uh, the Man Up Challenge. Maybe I'll have to grow my hair on my legs for a little bit longer do my own Man Up Challenge. I can't wait to see. Uh, I guess I'm sort of thrown into there, too. I may have to wax Jensen, my dog. <laughs> man Up or Pay Up. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Awesome. I, that challenge accepted by me. So, Mike, thanks again for being here. Yes, um, the Year Project is absolutely fantastic. I told you it was going to be epic and mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah, and it was. Um, you delivered. Thank you again to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, keep giving back. Keep going strong. Strength and positive thoughts. Till next time. Beard on.